You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome back to the Express with Bilal Bakani and my second favorite, Daniel, Daniel Shahori. Although Daniel Bryan uh, is returning tonight, so uh, good news for all the Daniels. We're talking about WWE SummerSlam, and it feels like it's stuck on repeat. Dan, what are your thoughts about one of the quote-unquote big four pay-per-views, arguably one of the big three pay-per-views in WWE? Well, I'm excited about this company for the first time in a mm. long time. Now, the it, that if, if SummerSlam was in a bubble or just had uh, not a very good build. I mean, I'm I am I think it's uh, it'll be fun. It, you know, it, they're always. Uh, I think this company's strength is they put on good pay per views. So I'll give them that still. And we're joined now by special co-host. Alex Ross wow. is back. He saves Look it for the this. big pay-per-views. What is up, Alex? Truly That's the big right. three. I think I got to show up for at least the big three. And look uh, at this in the background. <laughs> I got uh, a child that looks like Daniel in the background. Uh, I have to get the DNA test, but uh, I think it's mine. Say hi, Felix. I think it's yours, too. It's it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> How's okay. that for the, the pull-in, the pull-in move there? Um, we're, we're setting up WWE SummerSlam. Uh, Dan, certainly optimistic about the post-McMahon era. Uh, not a lot you can do literally days before one of your biggest shows of the summer. My sort of take here, Alex, is that they haven't done a lot, which we'll go through uh, over the card in terms of repeating matches. Literally, a match that happened last year is happening again. Mm. Alex, I know you're a touch more casual than me and Dan, who are massive nerds about this stuff and need to develop other hobbies. Mm-hmm. What is your feeling going into WWE SummerSlam, if you indeed have a feeling? You know what? It's funny enough. It's like, how can you, even as a casual fan, how can you not be into the whole Vince situation, new era, you know, but some of the same parts still remain. Brock Lesnar, even 20 plus years later, is still the key here. And even with Roman Reigns being of interest, I think it's just either they're going to continue that storyline and then Brock is going to continue his small appearances or because they expect more out of Brock now, Brock's going to uh, win the championship and then they just have a little bit new life in him, a little new life in the whole storyline, Paul Heyman, like all of it seems really fun, but it also seems like 20 years ago, you know, replace Roman Reigns with The Rock and it's pretty much the same situation. Well, let's get right into it. Universal champion. That means he's got both the belts. Roman Reigns is taking on Brock Lesnar. Dan, it's kind of being built as the last time. The speculation was if Randy Orton was healthy, this would be Randy Orton in this spot, not Brock Lesnar. So I guess ultimately you got to keep the title on Roman, I would imagine. Like Brock is a placeholder at this point. I agree. A placeholder. And even if it was Randy, Randy would have been a placeholder as well. Mm. I don't see... Roman losing until he either gets in front of either The Rock or Cody Rhodes. One of the two. That's the only two people that are going to take the one or two. Or unless they split up the belts again and they let mm-hmm. like McIntyre take one yeah. of them at Clash of the Castle. But otherwise, I believe it's either Cody or, or, or Dwayne. Or I think it's just Cody because I don't think Dwayne will yeah, take the belts. I mean, even if he does come, why would you put the belts on him? Because he won't stick around. There is a third option. Uh, Alex, I, I know you're a huge Austin Theory fan, oh, or right, should I just yes. say Theory? He has the money in the bank briefcase. He has been talking about cashing in on Wrestle. Uh, I was going to say WrestleMania. 
at SummerSlam, I became Cody for a second there, Dan. I assume Money in the Bank would only be cashed in at WrestleMania. That was a weird thing to say. Uh, is he going to successfully cash in at SummerSlam, Alex? Do you see that possibly? Is that your conspiracy theory on theory? Would it be like a cash in? Could he get, if he'd be smart and bold enough to make it a triple threat? He could. Uh, he, could. he already has another match, though, on this mm-hmm. card. So, yeah, I think they're just going to keep that money in the bank storyline for a little bit longer. But you don't think he'll do you think he'll attempt to cash in? In what sense? Like to take maybe switch his match? No, cash in the briefcase for a title shot. Like, will he maybe try and then the Usos or Paul Heyman maybe pulls him away so he can't actually cash in money in the bank for the championship at SummerSlam? That's what he's so confusing for like no reason. Yeah, it doesn't help that he's Vince McMahon's protege, and that's oh, how he anymore. got. Yeah, and that's how he got into the Money in the Bank ladder match in the first place as a last-minute addition, which he somehow won. Okay, let's. Which we might didn't well, make sense. We, we might as well talk about his actual match, which is yeah. uh, the United States Champion Bobby Lashley, who won the United States Championship from Theory on the night at Money in the Bank, where he was inserted in Money in the Bank and won because, you know, whatever they had planned, which I would assume was Elias or Kevin Owens winning the briefcase, got thrown out the window. Dan, I don't see any reason why you would give the United States Championship back to Theory just about a month or so after you took it off him and gave it to Bobby Lashley. I don't think they'll do that. But they keep beating this kid, because you know, as as this company does, when they, when they give you a briefcase or a, a u.s title they 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 seem to believe that you can you can just take loss after loss after loss so he's probably going to take another loss theory i don't think he's won a match uh one-on-one at least mm. since he's had the briefcase yep alex i know the u.s title is your favorite title uh who is your <laughs> pick for this match who's who's the u.s title champion right now uh bobby lashley Oh my God. Who's heard of that guy? And like forever, he gets a title and he becomes less interesting than Drew McIntyre. So I I mean, who's even facing Uh, theory. So theory, who's got the money in the bank briefcase also has a rematch, which WWE said, said they were going to stop doing rematches, but he has a rematch for his U S title that he lost to Lashley last (laughs) month. They're going to bury this guy, Brad. Um, Lashley's going to win. It's not going to mean anything. He's going to cash it in and lose, and then they'll just sweep him under the rug because Triple H probably isn't a big Austin Theory fan. Yeah, who is, though, really? Um, The Undisputed Champions, the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions, I should say, the Usos are taking on the Street Profits. Jeff Jarrett is the referee for this match, only because this is in Knoxville, Tennessee. I can't understand why else they would have done this. Um, And funnily enough, Dan, this is probably the second important, most important match Jeff Jarrett is a part of on this weekend because uh, he's tagging with Jay Lethal against Ric Flair in his last match with his son-in-law, Andrade. Um, so this whole thing is so, so bizarre. I guess the Usos retain, Dan? Definitely. Uh, I think one, as long as the bloodline is is a thing and it's strong, I yes. And I hope this is just like... Brock and Roman. I hope this is the last time these two teams go at it. Uh, I, I'm expecting possibly a uh, a breakup of the Street Profits following this match. Maybe they'll wait till Monday, but th- these two are going to go their separate ways. And I believe it's time to elevate uh, Montez Ford. <laughs> Alex, what's your favorite Jeff Jarrett memory? 
Um, I mean, breaking guitars on people's yeah. heads, like a la honky tonk, like mm -hmm. he, he made it his own. Like, I think he transitioned well from WWF into WCW and then back. I into guess. TNA. Yeah. yeah. So he's really kind and now it, the, so is this match on, um, not at SummerSlam though, this Ric no, Flair match. Oh, the Ric Flair match. Flair's on this weekend. Yeah, it's, Dan, I, what is it a part of? It's some other promotion? I don't even independent. know. Independent. It's yeah. an independent, like Conrad Thompson is, I believe, the main producer with Flair. And But have you seen a, a, a quick side? Because uh, the 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 videos that they filmed, because they don't have television, so they filmed a whole bunch of vignettes leading up to this match, and they've been excellent. It's been some of the best wrestling television uh, that I've seen in the last few weeks. The the Ric Flair and uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, all of them, they filmed some well-shot vignettes, and they've been excellent. If you want to check that out at Ric Flair's YouTube channel. I saw the the brawl they did. But it just kind of makes me wonder, Dan, like Andrade's in AEW, Lethal's in AEW, Ric Flair could perceivably do stuff in AEW. I get that mm -hmm. Jeff Jarrett's a WWE guy, but man, could you have just subbed out Jeff Jarrett and just made this a straight up AEW thing? Like, I don't really understand why they didn't do that. Because I guess because they want to have all companies involved. They have New Japan representation, mm -hmm. Impact representation, uh, AAA, uh, there's a whole, everybody. So yeah, so I mean, Jared, I guess it is what it is. He is he is an on-screen talent for WWE, and uh, that's you know that makes it a kind of a unique thing. Uh, I I'm just in terms of wrestling, I'm actually probably equally interested in SummerSlam and the card that is the Ric Flair's final match. I, I, I can't be bothered, Dan. I was one of those guys who I'm wearing a Cesaro shirt right now, and I still was not going to pay for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view uh, last week where AEW had collaborated with Ring of Honor, which Tony Khan has bought, and they were sort of haphazardly throwing in these AEW, uh, these Ring of Honor things in AEW. But the less said about that, the better, because uh, Alex is just like, what, what acronyms are you even dropping anymore? Um, I haven't mentioned the women's title either the women's title and that's for a good reason because i don't like either of these programs the smackdown women's champion Liv morgan I, i'm having trouble saying that with a straight face because i remember when SummerSlam was in toronto and like i was hanging out with Liv morgan that's where she was on the card nowhere uh she cashed in money in the bank she's got a rematch essentially with ronda rousey for her championship i, I don't think they're going to do this dan but god could we just go back to ronda like her Liv's promos as champion. I think one of them was hustle, loyalty, and respect. Just bring it. And I forget the third thing she ripped off. Like her promos are either awful or plagiarized. They're not good. Are you suggesting that Liv Morgan wouldn't hang out with you now because she's champion? I you probably would. still would because she, she seemed would. to have more fun than I did. But anyways. So this, I just can't, I can't in any uh, universe except Liv Morgan winning a fight against Ronda Rousey. I just, mm. I can't, I know they they did what they did with the briefcase, but on a one-on-one -on -one straight up map, this, this has to be Ronda Rousey, or am I, am I missing something? L let me repreface this for Alex and anyone who maybe hasn't seen this whole promo. Imagine Ronda Rousey, the greatest female UFC fighter of all time, and Liv Morgan, who somehow is still in WWE 10 years later, kind of acts like Harley Quinn and all her friends have been fired and is somehow champion because they wanted to push merchandise and they let her win money in the bank and cash it in a few hours later. Oh, and by the way, 
the night she won Money in the Bank, she explicitly said she wasn't going to cash it in. And as a baby face, she lied to all of us on a pay-per-view and cashed in on an injured Ronda Rousey. Uh, Alex, what world are we living in? Uh, I think it's like nostalgia meets preparing for the TikTok Gen Zers. Mm. Like they just can't figure out what direction they want to go to. And then everyone's just happy to hear that Vince is gone. So we can all consider what the future may look like. But, you know, I think the product doesn't really have a direction right now, which is unfortunate. And they're still gaining followers based on nostalgia and they still don't know how to capitalize on that other than bring back Brock, bring back The Rock. Or bring back Becky Lynch because last year at SummerSlam, Becky Lynch made her surprise return and beat Bianca Belair for I believe it was the Raw Women's Championship at the time. And a year later, guess where we are? It's the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Uh, Dan, uh, is there an issue in the system? Uh, Am I back in 2021? I hope not, because I don't want the, the, anything resembling the outcome of last year when they did this. Um, oh, yeah. That was, it, it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth when they did that. And even that, even so that they're going to likely correct it this time around, um, I do believe Bianca should go over a heel Becky Lynch. Uh, it, it still bothered me that they did that. But, uh, and this won't, even, even if uh, Bianca wins, it's still... It'll still bother me that they did that a year ago. I guess the real test is, Alex, a year later, has Bianca Belair gotten to a level where you want her to be women's champion instead of Becky Lynch? Because I think that was the goal. Is a year on, anyone watching this product, even not all the time, should look at Bianca Belair and say she should be women's champion just as much or more as Becky Lynch. Do you feel that way, Alex? Um, I don't know. It's so hard. The women's division is really hard to kind of keep track of. And, you know, Becky is a great character. Bianca Belair is a great character. I'm interested in them as characters. Even Charlotte Flair, you know, I don't know who deserves what anymore. I feel like Becky Lynch is a huge name now. And I think they just have to rely on popularity, which is kind of unfortunate if they're a little bit of one note, like Roman Reigns right now, you know. But at the same time, it's like the shtick becomes the identity, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's hard to say who's going to benefit from uh, any of the women's division. I think Bianca Belair is just going to get more push than anybody else. Cause I think they already have the push enough for Becky and they're kind of solidifying her and what's his name? Uh, AJ. No, what's the Adam Cole. Who's her husband? Oh, uh, Seth Rollins. who we're going to get to in a little bit. Right. Like, I feel like they're solidifying their relationship. They, we love the Natalias and the Edges. We love the, the couples that are successful. Canadians. Canadians. That's why I dropped those names. Just if anyone wasn't sure. Man, who doesn't still like Edge? Edge is like unbelievably rebranded himself without really rebranding himself. And he's like so enjoyable to watch. I was watching SummerSlam from the first TLC. And the guy is still as electrifying, as interesting, as athletic. Like, I, I, who would have thought it in, in like 20 years ago that Edge of all people, great representation in Canada, great representation on and off, you know, who would have thought he would come back with such a force? And it's kind of funny now that RKO and Randy is specifically is not 
well and he's out edge really is double shining so it's going to be fun to see what he's like at this pay-per-view as well well and if he shows up during the mysterios match which i'll I'll get to a little bit later but i'm already a little out of order so i'm going to try to stick in order somewhat uh pat mcafee the I'll, i'll do my best to explain this dan the nfl punter turned radio show host turned color commentator on smackdown who before that was turned nxt wrestler uh, a couple of times who also had a match at wrestlemania this past year against theory no less is taking on happy corbin and i don't exaggerate dan i actually think this could be the best match on the entire show especially if they get the seven nation army for mcafee like they did at wrestlemania if they run that track the stadium is going to go crazy for McAfee. Corbin has done a great job starting from that sneak attack at the end of Money in the Bank where he just ripped McAfee out of that broadcast position after they went off air. Um, I think this will be awesome. I don't know if it'll be the best wrestling match, but it will. No, McAfee will definitely, from this roster, will be the most over. Mm-hmm. He is the most over. And you're right. If they, if uh, When they play Seven Nation Army, the... He, this he's my favorite part of i was gonna say smackdown but I guess he's my favorite character on wwe television right now um so yeah he he's uh what i think and, and that'll show this uh who's gonna get a bigger who do you think will get a bigger pop than pat mcafee this, this saturday yeah nobody uh alex do you have any strong feelings on this i, I know happy corgan happy corbin and pat mcafee are not really the big names that yeah, you know what mm. Pat McAfee's cool. Yeah. As a casual guy, he's like a true fan. He's a star. He's like Bad Bunny. Yep. You know, like all these guys just find their place. He's like the Logan Paul. Like WWE has always been able to blend celebrity. They're lucky to have him. So I wouldn't call Pat McAfee a celebrity. I mean, he is and he isn't in a lot of ways. Like he says, I don't know how many, maybe he is now. He is now. but he is now like there's there's definitely a billion more people that know who he is now so you know i think it's funny that wwe sports and entertainment's always blended with real and reality and i think now that <clears throat> tiktok and celebrities blending into wwe they're they're really they know how to stay relevant even if it's a failure of a product in in a grand scheme of things it's the most successful one in, in of its kind so that's like a roundabout way of saying just like it's always going to be relevant they always know how to stay trendy they always know how to blend into tmz into real news into you know radio and satellite and so you got to give it to them like i mean pat mcafee is fun johnny knoxville is another great example just like you want to watch these guys have fun and live every casual fan's dream or serious fan's dream yeah, and I'm glad you reminded me of the Johnny Knoxville thing because that was a lot of fun at WrestleMania and so much has happened since it has left my mind as soon as it finished. Uh, speaking of things leaving before they finished, uh, we were supposed to get Riddle versus Seth frickin' Rollins and my thought was just, well, you know, I kind of miss Cody here. I'd love to see Cody versus Riddle. Uh, we got a lot of Cody versus Seth, but that's what came to my mind. Dan, you have some information that potentially this match might not happen. I believe it's not going to happen. I- I've heard reports that I believe it's officially canceled because mm-hmm. uh, the reasons is unsure. I believe it's because Riddle potentially has a concussion. Mm-hmm. He, he has a, they're referring to it as a stinger. So I'm not sure what, how serious that is, but the match has been canceled. It doesn't mean that Rollins, Seth Franklin Rollins won't have a, um, 
a match because they could pull now that Triple H is in charge. Like I've mm. been hearing like just potential rumors, like mm. perhaps bring back like Johnny Gargano or somebody that oh they could God. pull back that would be who willing to come back now that Triple H is in charge. Yeah, no, that's that's fascinating. Alex, I, I don't know how much you've been following Riddle. Uh, we all know Seth. Uh, what are your thoughts and sort of maybe more generally, and I should also say we're taping this on Wednesday. So if it's confirmed and I don't know, it's because you're in the future. Um, what are your thoughts on these two, regardless of what actually happens at SummerSlam? I don't know. It's, as a casual fan, these C names, these C listers kind of start dropping off. Like I like Riddle. Hmm. I like, um, who's, who's he facing? Seth Rollins. I like Seth Rollins, but they're kind of like, I feel like Seth Rollins is getting knocked down a peg hmm. and they're, they're giving, they're putting over Matt Riddle if he's facing someone like Seth Rollins. So hmm. I think for that reason alone, Matt Riddle will win. They think that he's a likable character. He's young, baby face, you know, you can't get enough of those or, you know, so natural at it too. But yeah. this match is not going to happen. No, but I think Alex is right on a general point. Like, you know how somebody's getting pushed. They take away a name. You know, Austin, yeah. uh, Austin Theory became Theory. Matt Riddle became Riddle. Once they start shortening your name to push merchandise, it's mm-hmm. gen- unless it's one of those ones where they just do it to be dicks, but generally it means you're getting over. Uh, Good. You got to remember that uh, Rollins needs a win after he took three losses to Cody. Mm. He, he needs a pay-per-view win. Yeah, and you could set up another you know, trifecta with these two, if the match indeed happens. Um, But even if it's somebody new, maybe Seth does something to cheat and win. Uh, Alex, you mentioned Logan Paul. He's facing the Miz, which on the surface, there is some star power there. But in practice, neither of these two men is a baby face. They've been trying to get Logan Paul over to the point where, you know, this past Monday on Raw, they just started the show with him attacking the Miz. That wasn't Triple H trying to rechange the format of Raw. Apparently, according to reports, it was just they knew Logan Paul was not going to get cheered when he came out for an entrance. So they just started with him beating up a heel to try to get him over. But it's not really working. Uh, Dan, I guess the match will be good, but I don't really know if Logan Paul, as this arrogant YouTuber who's supposed to be a fan favorite, is ever going to work in a big way. Oh, but I believe I, from what I've been told, this was his personal stipulation if, if he's to come into the company, he wanted to be betrayed as a baby face mm. because of something personal in his life where he's trying to portray a positive outlook. This is from what I've been told. I've never heard him say those words. But the reports is that he asked or he insisted rather that this what he but uh, he's going to find out pretty fast that <laughs> doesn't matter what he wants. It's what the fans want. And uh, no, this is not working. And if they, it's that theory of uh, why they started raw the way they did. Sure. But then, they, but then they brought him out an hour and a half later and the yep. exact same thing happened, what they were worried about. Yeah. Alex, if I could give you a million of that weird drink that Logan Paul always has with him to get him over at SummerSlam, what would you do in this match to establish this guy as a superhero? And remember, you would get a million of whatever that awful drink is that Logan Paul is desperately trying to sell. I think it's called Prime. I have no idea. Um, you honestly, it's all about the pops. Mm-hmm. This guy's already a celebrity. It's all about how he uses the audience. Will they hate him? Does he play into it? Does he do it well? You know, I think everybody wants to hate the Pauls. That's their shtick. But it, it's, it really depends on it. Do they hate you because you're uninteresting or do they hate you... 
because they actually kind of secretly like you. So it'd be kind of, you know, it's, it's with guys like Pat McAfee, which are like default babyface celebrities. And you have Logan Paul is the opposite. So it just kind of be see, cool to see how many more billions of likes they get from TikTok after this match or how many more prime bottles. You think he'll come out with his bottle? Amazing. Imagine if he came out drinking his product. Oh, he will well, find a way to drink he, it at yes, SummerSlam. Yes, he will. He'll Even walk on it. Raw, he had that entrance stand where he like yeah. came out Drank it, threw it right. to the crowd. He'll do exactly he was that. Giving away a million dollars. He'll I mean, do that on Saturday as well. You know. You'd be wasting any opportunity, right? Like this is all. I bet. I bet WWE gets a cut too of like certain sales during a certain time. Like this maybe in arena sales at least something. Yeah, no, I, I would imagine so. Alex, you, you might mentioned drink it during the match. <laughs> yeah, that'd be some. Uh, Alex, you mentioned Edge. There is a match where I think he could come back. There's been these vignettes that seem to be teasing Edge's coming back with a new gimmick because. He had formed this group called the Judgment Day, and don't worry about how it's spelled. It featured Finn Balor and Damian Priest, along with Rhea Ripley. And when they added Finn Balor, they sort of kicked out Edge because, you know, four is a crowd, not three. They're going to be taking on the Mysterios. Um, they've been sort of trying to recruit Dominic, but sort of not. Um, this will be a no disqualification match. I guess, Dan... A, is Edge going to show up? And B, is Dominic going to join the Judgment Day? And then Edge can be Rey Mysterio's new son, I guess. Uh, there's so many things here about this. But what's, uh, if you noticed, have you noticed that uh, Dominic is slowly morphing into Eddie Guerrero? Oh. He's, grow- he's growing out the mullet. Mm. You, this, that storyline from 15 years ago is, is going to uh, have a payoff about Eddie being... Dominic's father. This is they're slowly going. So whether it's he joining the judgment, there's going to be a turn eventually. When if Edge comes back, this is also just uh, unfortunate timing because we heard the story about why Edge they kicked out Edge is because they were headed the creatively. They they were Vince was pushing them towards a supernatural direction for the group which edge decided he wanted no part of mm. and if he if he had the foresight to have, to have waited a few weeks mm. who knows what would have happened so now uh, it, i almost kind of just want him to rejoin it now because i'm sure triple h won't push that uh supernatural angle that they were going for so uh but yes short answer he yes i th- i do believe he shows up at SummerSlam. i think there's also some thought dan that they didn't have enough baby faces on raw when cody went down so maybe it was a combination of those two. Uh, Alex, um, should Dominic turn on Rey Mysterio? Because I don't even really care about the match. I want to see Dominic stab his dad in the back and just be like, you're not my pappy. Bam. That's coming. Repeat the question. Oh, should Dominic stab Rey Mysterio in the back? Uh, oh, come on. That's so played. Do it. No, I'm That's so played. I mean, who's got a better storied career than the Mysterios? Mm. I don't know if uh, they need to go through the same box checking of every uh, father-son duo there is or teammate duo thing. I think they're better than that. But uh, I don't know. I, I, this is so uninteresting in a sense that, like, I, I understand the relevancy, but, you know, if they have to make it exciting, if that's the direction they'll go to, uh, you know, I really uh, I have nothing good to say about this other than, like, give it up to the Mysterios for keeping this... Uh, you know, dynasty alive and well, and and uh, happy to see it. Happy to see them come out. Very excited to see them. To Alex's point, if they won this match and went on to face the Usos for the undisputed tag team titles, 
I would be okay with that as long as Dominic stabs him in the back after that. But anyway, it's coming. It's yeah, coming. I, I need that in my life. Um, I will also throw out a potential match because we haven't seen SmackDown, but I think this is going to happen. Um, there's some sort of brawl thing that Sheamus and Drew McIntyre are doing on SmackDown where the winner will get a shot at Clash of the Clans or whatever the heck the pay-per-view, I think it's a game on iPhone, but at Clash of the Castle in Wales. I sh- I assume, Dan, that match is not going to happen on SmackDown and that it's going to happen at SummerSlam. But regardless, clearly Drew McIntyre should win because I don't know what the hell kind of match Sheamus versus Roman Reigns would be in terms of a heel-heel dynamic. I don't assume any match they advertise is going to happen because they always change plans from the day of the show. Uh, but yes, I do believe Sheamus and McIntyre will be at SummerSlam with McIntyre going over. Yes. Alex, are you on the McIntyre train? Do you think he could, and Dan made this point earlier, potentially take one or both of the titles, potentially off Roman Reigns in kind of his home continent of Wales, even though he's Scottish, it's weird. Close enough. Yeah. Again, it's nice to see champions versus ex-champions, former champions, but I don't think they're going to give Drew a shot for a while. I think he had it. He had his COVID run. It's kind of uninteresting now. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see um, what they do with Roman Reigns. What's the big payoff here? Is there one? Is it just going to keep going for another few years? What's yeah, it would be payoff. Alrighty. It's going until Cody comes. Well, comes yeah, back. I think exactly. I think, that's and, well said. And that's probably a WrestleMania program because best case scenario, you get Cody at the Rumble. He wins the Rumble, and then you've got to stretch it from end of January. There's no other way. There's no other story that has to happen. And I think that gives you a cushion that if he's not ready for the Rumble, he finds another way to get that championship at WrestleMania and you do a triple threat. I don't know what you do. You do something. Uh, Any last thoughts? Uh, I'll go to Dan first, and then we'll go to Alex, and then we're out of here. About the weekend, I mean, again, I'm equally excited for the uh, Ric Flair's card, uh, the whole card, not just that match, the uh, and SummerSlam. So I think it's a, it's a fun weekend for wrestling. I'm excited about potential creative changes about what might happen going forth. You know, I, I don't think we're going to see substantial change for several months, probably. But um, already the subtle changes are, are making me happy and the future is bright for this company, which I haven't said for a very long time. And last but not least, Alex, uh, any general musings on wrestling? Anything wrestling can do to win you back as a bigger fan? So, uh, first of all, I'll never forget that Bilal took me to my first, basically, SummerSlam. My, I've been to one WrestleMania. I just got to kind of do the Royal Rumble and, and mm. clear the trifecta. Um, SummerSlam is a big deal. Summers are so hard. Nobody gives a shit about anything. So, if they can pull out some stops that are like, social media worthy you know it's going to be funny you're they're almost competing against rick flair yep. especially if he dies in the ring oh i don't really think he does um yeah i mean I, I just hope for something worth talking about than just kind of thinking that everything's going to be status quo i would hope to see some i would hope because they have to make SummerSlam interesting because mm-hmm. the summers are boring so they have to make a true effort to they haven't <laughs> yeah, the, everything just kind of says it. So how do they do that this year? Like, I feel like now with Vince out of the picture and there's so much to prove, you know, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm pretty sure I'll just like see it on the highlight reel. And, you know, I, I think everything's going to be pretty status quo by uh, this time next week. 
Yeah, I would say this. Uh, I mentioned at the top, WWE and, and SummerSlam is stuck in re- SummerSlam is stuck on repeat. And what I think is going to happen is the night after you're going to get an Io Shirai on Raw or SmackDown. You're going to get maybe Triple H gets Sasha Banks to come back or Naomi. Mm-hmm. He will pull something out, but he's going to wait till this is cleared because I think SummerSlam represents the end of the, the, the logical conclusion of what Vince McMahon set out. And you can't really move the deck chairs on the Titanic until it hits the iceberg, essentially. Like, you, there's no point. You might as well let it hit the iceberg and then, you know, reset things. But we'll see. Alex, Dan, uh, a pleasure to have you both on. I don't know the last time we got Alex back here. It feels like last no. summer slam. Um, but we got to do this more. Uh, thank you for this. And let's hope the show isn't terribly boring so that then we all look like idiots too. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.